Divas fans, welcome to episode 26 of Scourge Divas. I'm Kirsty and I'm joined by Casey. Hello. T- Casey, give me an interesting fact about your day. Um, I have been wading through cards from a card game that's been out of print for over a decade, finding ones that are valuable that I'm going to sell to Americans. It's nice. Fantastic. <laughs> Any specific Americans or... Like, do you have Americans lined up, or are you just going to find some on the internet? And... I have Americans lined up. Nice. <laughs> what a great sentence. Yeah. How are you, Casey? How have you been? Uh, I've been alright. I've been alright. I, I now have better internet, which is good. Oh yeah, because your internet, like, crashed completely when you were going to do a 12-hour stream. It did. Um, For, like, the third time in two weeks or something, so um, we now have a better internet provider. So that's that's really nice. I always find it really weird. You're the same internet provider that I am, right? Mm-hmm. So, but like my internet. Is... Well, not anymore, but yeah. Well, no, but you were the like the shitty one. Yeah. Like my experience has. I just I just think it's really odd how different places can have different, such different internet quality experiences. Yeah. Like the only issue I've had with them, is that they uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you might remember this. They they put. It's like cable internet, right? So they they, they lay the the cable and and then they connect it up to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think normally they would like run it down the side of your garden or something to kind of keep it out of the way. Yeah. And they put, like my front garden has a a square bit, um, like earth, and they just kind of like. Or they just kind of stuck it across the middle or something. Yeah, it's kind it? of like goes like diagonally across it, but and not that far under. Yeah. So. When my parents came up one day and like, because my garden was just a total disaster, they came up and like dug the whole lot out and were gonna like put some soil down on top of it mm-hmm. and they unearthed the cable. Which when when I complained because like it's it's just loose lying across my garden. Yeah. And my dad could quite easily have stuck a spade through it and that would have been the end of that. Mm-hmm. And I complained and they were like, oh well, it should have like a conduit or something protecting it and it should be, I think they said like six inches underground. Yeah. Um, which. I was going to make a really crude joke then about six inches, but I'm not going to. I'll tell Casey afterwards. Um, I think so can work it out. <laughs> they like blatantly was not six inches under the ground anyway. It was just kind of lying there. And I, I said to them, look, I want you to What you're saying and... is a man dug this hole. <laughs> That's what I was going for, yes. That was, that was my immediate thought, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, I need you to come out and, and fix this because like it's gonna get disturbed anytime anybody wants to dig the soil up. It's not very far under the ground. Yeah. And they were wanting to charge me like ninety nine pound to come out and do something that their engineer didn't do properly in the first place. Fuck that. And I've exactly. Um, and I had a really bizarre exchange with them. Um, during which they kept going, "Are you saying you dug it up on purpose?" And it's like, "Well, I was I dug my garden up on purpose, yeah." But I didn't dig the cable. I didn't go looking for the cable. Yeah. I just assumed it wasn't. It was, you know, tied up, tucked around the side somewhere out of, you know, harm's way. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they, they were like, "We're going to charge you ninety nine quid to come out and and get this fixed." And I was like, "You know what? I'll just remember that it's there and watch out for it. And when the next person that moves into my house wants to dig up the garden and puts a spade through it, it's probably going to cost you more to come out and fix that than it would be to come and just tidy it up." Mm-hmm. So I just left it. So well, anyone... you know it's there. And the bizarre chance that anyone listening is about to move into my house. Watch out for that. You are going to sell it at some point relatively soon, no? Oh yeah, so... like in the next like 18 months or something. Yeah, so there's a small chance that the person who buys it might be listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, the housing market is just like... It's, houses are going so incredibly quickly. Yeah. At the moment. like no, This is like the most boring fucking conversation we've had on this podcast so far. But it's... I, that my neighbour's house went up for sale and they sold it before the sign went up, the for sale sign went up. Do you think it's because moving house is one of the few things that you're legally allowed to do at the moment? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if it's just like people have been just, just desperate to move house for months and they're like, well, fuck it, we'll just do it now while we can do it before it all just locks down again. Yeah. I don't know, but my, my neighbours, like, we kind of saw people going in and out of my neighbour's house with clipboards, and we were like, mm, they're putting the house in the market, and then the next thing we know, there's a sign up. They didn't even bother putting off a sale sign up, they just put the, the one that says sold up. <laughs> What's the point? I know, I know. It basically just says it's been sold. Yeah. It's like, well, like, I mean, it's like, thanks, I guess that kind of confirms our suspicions. Yeah, but well done. They, they've just whacked up a big wooden sign at the end of their driveway that says sold another one. Yeah. It's like, cool, that's good. 
haven't we haven't recorded for a few weeks, Casey. I've had various family visitors up from different places to come and visit me and the baby, mostly the baby. Um, but in in the interim of us recording, there was a seismic update to the banned and restricted list. You're was- welcome, everyone. By the way. <laughs> Is this another thing that we've predicted? No, um, it, it was my birthday. And really oh. all I wanted for my birthday was standards to be interesting again. And and, oh. and now it is. So you're well, that's welcome. nice. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast. That was a great birthday present for Casey. Yeah. That was really nice of them. I thought so. So let's, let's, let's before we start talking about different formats, whatever, let's just run through what happened. Just as a, because like, it was a while ago. It was, well, it was the 3rd of August. That was like eight days ago. That was ages. It's like years. So we'll just run through what happened before we start before we start looking at it. So in standard, we've got the banning of Wilderness Reclamation, Growth Spiral, Teferi Time Raveler, and Cauldron Familiar. Mm-hmm. Pioneer, Inverter Retreat banned, Kethis the Hidden Hand banned, uh, that rhymes, Walking <laughs> Ballista banned, Underworld Breach banned, uh, Historic Reclamation and Teferi Time Raveler both suspended and Teferi Time Raveler banned in Brawl. Yep. So Teferi Time Raveler is getting... A hell of a beating here. Yes, yeah. It's not quite Oko level banning in every format, but it's. it's I mean, it's close. It's 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 up there. It's up there. So let's look, let's look at standard because that was your birthday. Yeah. So the the, the big decks were it was Team of Wreck, right? Yeah, Team Team so, of Wreck was like the the main the main the big, culprit. The big dick yeah. deck. So reclamation itself and growth spiral, they're kind of. Obvious choices. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot Growth Spiral had been banned, to be honest. I knew the other three, and then I was looking back at it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's been banned too. Um, Growth Spiral's one of those cards where if you had gone back ten years and shown someone Growth Spiral and Uro and said, one of these cards is too powerful for standard, <laughs> they, they wouldn't have picked Growth Spiral. <laughs> no. Arrow's got much more text than Growth Spiral. Yeah, but Growth Spiral's just insidious. That's that's the problem. Teferi Time Raveler is one that people have been asking for it to get banned for literally months. Yeah. Probably about a year. Or at least. At I, have, least I, I have no idea how what the concept of time anymore, so honestly. Can you believe, by the way, that you know Kobe Bryant? Yeah. He died in January. I know. I realised that the other day and I was like, fucking hell. That feels like <laughs> feels like about five years ago. It does. It feels like so long ago. It's so bizarre how time is just completely. The, the, the Australian bushfires. They oh. were January. Were yep. they actually? Yeah. Holy shit. Can you remember when everybody was talking about Tiger King? Yeah. Wasn't that, that was that... like March? Yeah. No, that was like that was like post lockdown starting. I know. That's horrendous. That actually makes me feel a bit sick just thinking about it. Yep. That's so weird. Anyway, to very time rather about a year, people have been saying ban it, ban it, ban it. Uh, Cauldron Familiar, what's the logic behind Cauldron Familiar? They just kind of wanted to get all the big, the big decks. Yeah, the the Rakdos Sacrifice deck or the um John Sacrifice deck were just too fucking good. Yeah, too good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of another way to put it that wasn't just oh it's just too good, but no it was it was just too it good. It was just too good. Do you uh, think that they're they're trying to um because like sometimes. When they they ban things in standard, they ban like a a bit of the the sort of overwhelmingly dominated deck. Mm-hmm. That's not a word, but words are really hard. Um, and then they, they when they they do that, there's always like something else that's just kind of underneath that's just going to take over because the big one was keeping it in check. Yeah, I th- I think that's why. Yeah, I think that's probably why they've hit called unfamiliar is because of that exact reason. Like. The Jund Sacrifice and Rakdos Sacrifice decks were good. They weren't Wilderness Wreck level good. Yeah. But with Reclamation out of the format, they they would have just been sort of head and shoulders above ever, everything else. That's a really fucking annoying deck to play against. Rakdos Sacrifice. Oh, oh it's so annoying. <laughs> it's I hate so it. Horrifying. I hate Cauldron Familiar. Yeah. It's... Because it's just like, so you just watch it happen over and over again. It's like there's nothing yeah. I can do to, and after a point, it's like even if there is something that I could do, then what's the point? Yeah, I hate it so much. I mean, so, like the 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 deck's probably still good. Yeah, it's just not where it was. Which is fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so here's what I don't understand. 
because this is my first thought when I saw the bands. So mm-hmm. I can't remember which sets these came from, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if I hover over this. Oh, it does actually let me tell them. So Wilderness Reclamation, Pass, Growth Spiral. These are all like Commander editions on the actual website when you hover over them. Yeah, Wilderness Reclamation and Growth Spiral were both Ravnica block. Yeah, I think they were the first. Were they... Were they guilds? Not guilds. Guild, not guilds of Ravnica. They might have been um, guilds. Were they guilds of Ravnica? Maybe. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm getting confused between that and Ravnica City Guilds. I was like, I'm going back about ten years. Yeah. So I, th- I think so. And then Teferi Time Ravelers War, the Spark, and Cauldron Familiar. I want to say is the is um, Allegiance. Cauldron Familiar is a Coria, not a Coria. Uh, Eldrain. Oh, of course it is. Wilderness Wreck is Allegiance. Uh huh. And Growth Spiral. Growth Spiral probably Allegiance was, as yeah, well. Yeah, because it was the same as... Um, yeah, Ravnica Allegiance. It was the same set as the 100 Crisis. Yes. So, I, I, I've I completely lost track of what's rotating and when, but I know at least Teferi Time Ravel is rotating in like next month. So, Wilderness Wreck, Growth Spiral and Teferi all rotate with Zendikar Remastered. Or, not Zendikar Remastered, Zendikar uh, Rising at the end of September. So I can I can kind of understand Wilderness Reclamation, because even though it's been a problem for a while, it's just become, like... It was kind of a, a big issue when... Um, what's it called? Nexus of Fate was mm-hmm. the standard, and then they banned Nexus of Fate and everything was fine. So I, I can kind of understand them banning that now, because it's just become too good again. Mm-hmm. To Fairy Time Raffler, why are, they, why are they banning it like a month before it rotates, when people have been asking for it for months years decades honestly like the their reasoning for banning it wasn't to do with power level reasons really it was just to do with how annoying it is and i think that's why it's taken so long like normally they don't do bans that aren't for power level reasons it's very very rare that that happens but i think they're cognizant of how many people are not playing standard on arena compared to like where they were three months ago four months ago five months ago yeah because that's basically their entire volume of play data uh-huh. um and that's something that's really readily available to them and they'll be able to see like they'll be able to analyze how often does someone scoop as soon as teferi comes into play the card's just really really fucking annoying like that's that's the issue with it so do you think that because more people are playing arena now because of lockdown do you think that's kind of helped them to expedite that a little bit absolutely yeah okay and uh fuck cauldron familiar frankly yeah nobody likes it so what i haven't played magic for a while because i've been so busy because i've had people visiting whatever mm-hmm. i haven't sat down and thrown my stupid gruel deck through any play cues for a while so what what is standard like now i was talking to sh- uh, my husband about it actually before before we started recording and he says that it's basically Winota decks and yep. um, he said something else and I've forgotten it. So Winota decks are still a thing. Um, Sultai Ramp is still a thing, just without Growth Spiral. That was what he said. Yeah. Sultai Ramp and... Um, Mono Red. And um, not Sultai. Teamer Adventures. No. What's, this is really stupid. What's Blue Green? Oh, uh, Simic. Simic Ramp, that's it. Simic Ramp, I'm yeah. so... That sounded like you just called it Simic Cramp, which... That's definitely... <laughs> I'm so bad with words or names of anything. Baby brain is a real thing. So yeah, that, that's basically... Is that is that sound about right in terms of what's... That sounds about right, yeah. Um, like Mardu Winota and um, the, the various ramp flavours are probably the most popular decks at the moment or like the most powerful decks at the moment mono red's still really popular because mono red's good and it's probably the least complex to play um teamer adventures is making a resurgence like i really like the teamer adventures deck i know a lot of people really like it i don't think it's as as good as those other decks perhaps but it's it's a a much more interesting deck i think i've heard that uh I say I've heard. The one person I've spoken to who is currently sitting in my living room has said that Winota is not that exciting yeah, to play I've... with because it's basically just, oh, well, I'll just, you know, you just chuck a little stuff out and then attack with Winota and then... Pretty much, yeah. Like, I've I've been playing a, um, a Winota deck and 
that's that's pretty much it. It's it's get as many things as you can out and then get a Winota and attack and suddenly you're attacking with twice as many creatures. You get to play Judith the Scourge Diva, which is oh, which is benefit. nice. Yeah. I mean that's that's the main benefit of the deck. Yeah. You heard it here first. So that was a, a, a quick run through standard. Let's let's dance into Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Which I think I'm I'm trying to cast my mind back to an episode that we must have done a while ago where we we did some BNR predictions for a previous BNR list. Mm-hmm. And I think you said Underworld Breach then. I think I said Underworld Breach and Inverter of Truth. <laughs> yeah, I think they were both on the block. Yeah. And now it's like, finally. So we did actually technically predict this. Just not for this band and Restricted announcement. But, but, but we didn't know this one was coming. It was a surprise. So. Oh yeah, that's right. It was a surprise. So there you yeah. go. There's some logic in there somewhere. Uh, Keth is the hidden hand. Legendary spells you cast cost one less to cast. So what's that? Is that a... That's a combo, right? Yeah, so ba- basically what they've said with these four bands is we don't want combo to exist in this format, which is fair. Which is fair because it's been pretty it's been pretty much dominated by combo since it started, right? Yeah, like the the Inverter of Truth and Underworld Breach decks were the main two decks in the format. Yeah. And I think if you took either of them out, then the Kethis combo deck and the uh, Heliod Ballista deck both sort of take their place. Yeah. So um, I don't think Kethis or Ballista are as good as the Inverter or the Lotus Breach decks. No. But they're, they're still good, relatively fast combo decks. And... I think just deciding we don't want Pioneer to be a combo format is is fair. If people want to play combo, there's other formats for that. And just sort of declaring combo off limits on Pioneer, I don't really have a problem with. Because like, I've, n- I've never played against the combo deck, the, the Pioneer combo decks, but I've played against combo decks in general, and it's just it's just boring. See, I like combo decks. What about to play against? To play against, sure. I think I think the thing is it depends on how much disruption there is in the format for them, and in Pioneer because you don't have the, um, the cheap disruption, the cheap counter spells to the same extent you do in other format. I mean, yes, you've got Thoughtseize, yes, you've got Duress, but you don't have, uh, things like your your Mana Leaks or your Inquisition of Kozilex or your your free counter spells like Pact of Negation, uh, Force of Negation, Force of Will that you've got in, in older formats, they just don't exist in Pioneer. Yeah. So disrupting those combos is so much harder. Yeah. Um and then I guess you go into what has historic wilderness reclamation suspended, Teferi Time Raveler suspended. Kinda of the same reasons as standard, I guess. Yeah, I, I suspect we will see those confirmed as banned in the next historic update. Yeah. Um, because suspend, the... suspended is it's like it's kind of on on warning, right? You just you... yes, you you can't play it, but we might reintroduce it. Yeah, is what it means. It's kind like, of in like it's in timeout. Yeah, it's in timeout. It's it's like in the sin bin. It's like we'll, the naughty we'll step. Put it in the sin bin for a month. Yeah, put it on the naughty step for a month. Super nanny Joe Frost has uh, has put to ferry on the naughty step. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Super nanny by the way. Ever watch it? I have never watched Super nanny. Oh, you, it's so it's like. It's like car crash TV, but it's so good. Okay. Like, you just watch these children that are just so poorly behaved, and then she comes in and, like, fixes it, basically. Right. I think she might be an actual magician. <laughs> it's like my guilty pleasure. It's the kind of shit I watch when I'm really tired and I'm having a horrible day and I just whack on Super Nanny. Yeah. It's like Wife Swap. I've seen a bit of Wife Swap. I watched a lot of Wife Swap USA when um, Edith was really little. Sure. And I would just sit because you can you couldn't move. In fact, no, it was it was you know when it was it was like when she wouldn't sleep in the pram or anywhere that wasn't on somebody when she was really really little, and um we were having to sleep in shifts so that somebody was always awake and holding her. Sure. And I would just sit in the middle of the night and just flick through like every single TV channel to find something to watch to keep me awake. And I think it was like four in the morning or something. Wife Swap USA was God. on, so I was sitting like in the complete fucking pitch dark with one tiny light on, holding this tiny sleeping baby, like w- watching Wife Swap USA. Fucking hell! Total garbage. My uh, my go-to for watching in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep used to be Storage Hunters. I never got into Storage Hunters. 
Is that just the one where they open up like storage boxes and find out how much the stuff inside's worth? So they they open up like storage units and the the people like bid on them, but they're not allowed to go into the storage unit until they own it. Oh yeah. So you have to kind of bid on it from on what you can see from the door, but um, the it it got ruined for me when because obviously it's a it's a reality TV show. I know it's a load of shite. But you accept it. Like, I watch pro wrestling. I've watched pro wrestling for many, many years. And one of the conceits is that you just accept. You just accept it, right? Yeah. So I try and do the same with reality TV shows as well. Uh-huh. But um, the illusion gets shattered for me on this one episode of Storage Hunters where they, uh, they find a, a, a filing cabinet. And in one of the drawers in this filing cabinet is a folder full of magic cards. Nice bringing it back on topic um <laughs> and the guy's flicking through going oh yeah this is going to be worth so much this is going to be worth so much and he, he points at a card and he's like like i know this card is worth like four hundred dollars and it's a white bordered zenic poltergeist which is worth about 15p nice. and has never been worth more than that ever do you remember there was a clip going around on Twitter a while ago of like the Antiques Roadshow? The Antiques Roadshow for American listeners is basically um. They have like, Antiques Roadshow in the US. Do they? Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm gonna Google that. It doesn't seem like. I mean, to be fair, the Antiques Roadshow in the US is probably very different from the Antiques Roadshow in the UK when you consider what American TV is like. Probably. It's probably like um, it's a BBC program. Oh wait, no, hang. Well, they've done trips to other places. I don't know if it's in a. It's a British television. There's, there's a US version. Is there? Yeah. I kind of. I kind it's of. On um, PBS. I kind of want to watch the US version now, but I feel like it would really ruin the sort of genteel. So like, I don't, I've never watched the US version. So, but for for people who maybe don't have it in their country or Americans who want the the sort of British experience. It's like the kind of programme that you would watch at your granny's house on a Sunday night when you go around for tea. Yep, yep, like, that is exactly the, when I watched it. The, the, same, the theme music is basically, it was, it's sort of like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the evening, um, and it's like the theme music is basically synonymous with, oh fuck, I have to go back to school tomorrow. Yeah. And it's so like, it, it's like it's like old people TV, basically. Yeah, it's like, totally. It's basically like um, people bring old old uh, things that they found in their house up and they get valued by experts and the experts tell them a little bit about the history of it and stuff like that. So there was somebody on it a while ago and it, this was a clip that was going on on Twitter and it was like a bunch of magic cards that her husband had or something and he'd found them he'd played magic years ago and I think it was like a full set of like alpha and beta or something and they were I can't remember what they got valued at but she was like you could just about you saw like her jaw just hit the floor <laughs> because it's like she's like oh it's like it's like these little cardboard rectangles and then obviously it's like it's like alpha there was like a full set of like cards from years ago basically and you know obviously it's like alpha and beta like they're worth thousands fucking loads I think it must have been about thirty must have been more than thirty thousand pounds actually but then I think did somebody not kind of debunk it and say that they turned out they were fake oh maybe that does ring a bell <laughs> I am um, I took a book to the Antiques Roadshow in St Andrews once. It was a, it was a signed first edition of a, a particular children's novel by a particular children's author that we won't name. Right. And it, because it's American, it was worth like 200 quid. Really? I was like, for fuck's sake, I've taken this to St Andrews and stood in a queue looking at the back of Fiona Bruce's head in the distance to get it valued at like 200 quid. Did you know that something once got valued by a, a, a million pounds in 2008? Really? It's an an an, an, an Okay, I can't speak. An original nineteen nineties maquette, whatever that is, of the Angel of the North. Okay. Oh, it's like a scale model of the Angel of the North by the dude that made the Angel of the North. Right. So that was like a million pounds. Anyway, Magic anyway, the Gathering. Right <laughs> to Magic the Gathering. What do you think of Double Masters, by the way, just to completely um jump onto something else just because I'm looking at the I think it's cool. Because I heard like I've had like mixed mixed feelings, but uh, a lot of that is to do with um, the t- debacle of like the the box toppers and whether you get two mythics or two rares or whatever yeah. that was. And like, I think it's a really cool product. Um, I think 
they have ballsed up some of the advertising for it. I don't have an issue with $100 VIP boosters because, like, see, once you've been to a, um, a sports cards, like, trade show and you see the $2,000 baseball card boosters, that's not a box, that's a single booster. As a $2,000 booster. Are they like old collector's boosters? Is that just the price of a booster? That's the price of a booster. Like That is a 2020 release set. $2,000 boosters with, uh, with three cards in the booster. It's not like an unopened pack of Alpha or something that would be worth x amount of money but it's old like that's that's a that's a current and, and currently being produced yeah holy shit yeah it's, it's no longer currently being produced because it was quite a limited edition set i can imagine and you, you can't buy it for two thousand dollars anymore because it's sold out yeah and it's probably worth about god i don't want to think now admittedly that's uh that's an outlier but sort of two hundred dollar boosters aren't abnormal in like sports cards industry yeah and you can't even play a game with them no they're just collectors yeah and yes yes some of them will have like interesting things like autographs or bits of people's shirt embedded in the the cards and stuff but honestly you could do that with magic (laughs) whose shirt are you gonna embed in a vip booster the winner of the most recent pro tour would people really pay that much to have a bit of like a proto in a shirt if it was limited edition yeah collectors absolutely would you think see if there was only a hundred of them or less than that ten that's fair i guess don't give wizards ideas <laughs> like if if you could get if you could get um like let's say there was a vip booster where uh one of the cards that was possible was um a terramander that had embedded in it a small piece of the hat that Autumn Burchett was wearing when they won the Mythic Championship, and there was only ten of them. Now, that would be cool as fuck, I have to admit. Right? That would be cool. But, like, because they've... I mean, fair enough, it's it's all online now, so I, I can't... I honestly can't remember what organised play was like before COVID <laughs> happened. I can't even remember... I can't, I just can't. But, like... They don't because they don't do the pro tour anymore. It's all it's all it opens and and players tours. And there's so many of them. Like, would that? I I can't. Would, if would you did you it for just get... the players tour final, yeah, that's the exclusivity. Okay, so how like you don't do that... it for the regionals, or rather, you you can absolutely do it for the regionals, and you make the uh, the regional winners uh, play mat embedded in a card. Make that like one of two hundred. And then the um the players tour final winners playmat is only one of fifty. Like you can you can absolutely take the sports card model and adapt it to magic. How how often does the players tour final happen? Is that like once a year? Is it once once like a season or once a once a season? And a season is like a a block. Effectively, right? yeah. Right, effectively, okay. no. Effectively, three times a year. Right. So it's not like they'll be like players tour. It's not like there's players tour, um, Icoria, or players tour, because that used to be how the pro tour worked, right? It no, there, there would be, there would be. So right, okay. So like you would the obviously everything's up in the air just now because of the the current situation. Yeah. But um, you the the theory is that we should have a players tour Europe for Icoria, players tour Americas for Icoria, players tour, uh. Asia Pacific for Ikoria, and then a Players Tour final for Ikoria, and right. then you do the same for uh, you, you don't do it for M21, but you do the same for Zendikar, so you get sure. three a year. Okay. Uh, but then you've got your World Championship as well, and like the, the World Championship winner card could be one of one. Um, and you just you like you, you make this you make it part of a uh, contingent that. On, on participating in the tournament that if if you win Wizards of the Coast will buy your playmat off you for X amount of money and they will buy the the physical deck you played off you for the market value times 1.5 or whatever uh-huh. um, 
and you are required to sign all the cards in your deck and then they can be an insert in your VIP boosters as well. I honestly thought like I had visions of somebody winning like the, the, the players tour and lifting the trophy aloft and like I don't know Rich Hager doesn't even work for Wizards of the Coast but I just had this image of like Rich Hager like running up behind them and like ripping the shirt off them. <laughs> <laughs> running off with it so that it can be made into cards and put in VIP boosters yeah but you could totally do that and like if if you want the um if you want the the pro scene like the the magic pro league and so on if you want to create celebrities with that which they obviously do like they they want these people to be the faces of the game yeah then you you have to build product around them like that as well i mean that's a fair point because uh the whole the whole thing of um what, what was what had the marketing branding of the world will know was it arena yeah or was it the new organized play system Oh, maybe in the new organised play system. I, I don't remember. That 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 has aged well. No, it was Arena. I'm sure it was Arena. Cause they, yeah, because they had that stupid um, advert with like all the people like running with holding their shirts out, wanting whoever was like walking past to sign them. Yeah. And it was like this is very cringe. Yeah, I remember that. But like, yeah, because that that's not really that's not really happened. I couldn't tell you who won the last player's tour. And I mean, fair enough. Like, it, it it's it's kind of different on Arena. I don't like watching arena tournaments. I don't mind watching people streaming arena, but I don't like watching arena tournaments. I would rather watch people playing in paper. That's mm-hmm. just that's just preference. I think it's just because that's how I how I prefer to play and how I have watched and played Magic for years. Like yeah. I just don't. I, I find it much easier to follow a paper tournament, and I just prefer watching it. But I I couldn't tell you who won the last players tour, and I couldn't tell you who won the players tour before that. Like the the last players tour was really recently as well it was only a few weeks ago and i couldn't tell you who won it did they not they don't they don't advertise them well at all do they because i remember reading like going on twitter and they were like oh it's the players tour final this weekend and i was like oh okay is it i knew about it because uh maria had mentioned she was going to be commentating it on good luck high five that week right that's the only reason i knew about it which is fair but like wizards of the coast haven't really made a big deal out of it yeah. And you'd think that I kind of wish, like, I really kind of wish they would. Like, I, I missed when the Pro Tour was a, like, back back in the day of the Pro Tour. I'm thinking, like, Pro Tour. Remember, you used to have Pro Tour watch parties? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I remember the, the first one I went to was Pro Tour. Um, I think it was Pro Tour Journey to the Next. I think Patrick Chapin won. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that because he got he got steadily more well dressed as every, with every round. Yeah. Like it was just, he did up in like a, a shirt and tie for the final. Like every single yeah. round he got more formal. It was great. Yeah. But like, yeah, you did. You would up and we had, we had, you know, like, we had chicken and my friend bought a, a bottle of Pims and some fruit and we had no idea what to do with the Pims. We just emptied this entire fruit salad into it. Which was ridiculous because <laughs> the chunk was like 80% fruit. Right. But I used to do things like that and then you would watch, yeah. you would have a whole weekend of like watching watching the the pro tour and yeah. you would get stupid little inserts like um that little rich the shuffling little rich clown, the shuffling clown and yeah. stuff like that it was just good and it's just and now good. and now you don't get that not only do you not get that anymore but you also can't get a card and a vip booster with a piece of patrick chapin's tie embedded in it that would be cool as fuck. <laughs> hire me wizards <laughs> i'll sort your fucking collector's booster's image problem out that would be amazing you just i think i think there need there's a lot of image problems that you need to sort out but yeah just wish that they would big it up and make it a big deal and you know do just people are always like oh okay well you know this is the death of paper magic and arena's gonna take over and stuff like that and it's like mm-hmm. i could believe that if they were like they're, they're pushing arena and i could almost believe that they were they were making arena the sort of successor of paper magic if they were picking up like the, the arena tournaments and the the arena personalities and stuff like that but they're not yeah like not. it's like just it would be so easy to just to just you know even the mpl i couldn't tell you who's in the mpl anymore I couldn't tell you who's in the Rivals League. I only, the only people I know that are in the Rivals League are like Jessica Estefan and Ali Warfield and people that I actually like to follow anyway. Yeah. Like, they don't make... I couldn't tell you if the Rivals League works. I couldn't tell you when the next sort of MPL refresh, whatever it is, happens. Like, they could have... They had the opportunity with the MPL to, like, really big up these people and make them the faces of the game. And I get that that's, that's sometimes... A, 
it's a little bit risky to do, especially when like you've had some big name. Um, I'm gonna say people disappear from the MPL. Yes, you have had people <laughs> disappear overnight from the MPL, and yeah. we, we won't go into it further than that. But yeah, yeah. There, but there's definitely like, a risk. I mean, it's that, but I mean, like the first the, the first person to get kicked out, like you know, you Yuyawat and Abby for cheating it. Um, yeah, that that um, mythic whatever the fuck it was in London mm-hmm. um, but it's just like you have the opportunity to make, to have to have these people and make them, you know the, it's almost like they've, they've done, they did that advert where people were like holding the, the shirts out to get signed, like it was like some <laughs> red carpet thing, they did that for Arena and it's yeah. like they've kind of had the opportunity to make the people that are in the MPL the people that are kind of on the receiving end of that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they've kind of implied that's what they want. That's what they want it to be like. That's what it's going to be like, but they've not really made the effort to kind of put those people as the, the, the big names. They've not, they don't advertise their, their tournaments. They don't big it up and make it flashing. Like we had a conversation a while, a while ago about how they could just, they could just make it so fucking like they were the myth when they, was it the mythic invitational they had when they had like the big flames coming out whenever people yeah. walked out and stuff like that they could do that all the time they had Matt Tabak doing like pro wrestling style ring announcements for the competitors yeah exactly but they could do that every tournament they could make it so cool and I get that it costs money and I get that it's not it, it's much easier to do it like have everybody just sit and play it in their own house mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it for the players did they do that for the players tour final like did they just did they just make you sit in your house and do it or did they actually I mean obviously that's a stupid question they obviously couldn't fly people out to an external venue but yeah. is that is that they, kind of like they could they could do that I mean that's that's not the plan going forward obviously the like the global bastard is everywhere right now <laughs> and is screwing everything over but like um, they could just, they could just make the player the players tour finals like the big event well that like the world championships i suppose but like yeah. the big event make it flashy make it fucking great like kind of set the mpl up as the people to beat which they did i guess to an extent with the invitation over ages ago mm-hmm. because they had the, they had that the mpl and had the challengers do mm-hmm. kind of like like that maybe and just make it i don't know I have this vision of what it could be like. And just make it just, sweet as fuck. It's just so annoying to suddenly be like, oh, the players to finals this weekend. Yeah. Like, I don't want to find out on the Thursday that I want to, the, I want the players to, I want to be freeing up my weekend, like, X amount of weeks in advance and having all my pals around and watching it in the living room and, you know, eating pizza and, mm-hmm. you know, dicking about in the ad breaks and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to find out on a Thursday night that, and it's not like I don't, follow people, I do follow people on, on Twitter like, I'm reasonably active on Twitter I see a lot of what's going on on Twitter never saw it mentioned at all mm-hmm. so I, I just want I just want I just want to be like this weekend we're having a players to party yeah, I want to, to be, be excited about it again, I, I want it to be a big a big deal, that's what I want and if, I, you know, I want it to be a big enough deal that, you know, we can have pieces of shirt in somebody's VIP booster or whatever yeah, totally like another thing I think they can do is um, they've got this excellent new technology that they introduced with the Godzilla cards. Yeah. Where you can put a name on a card that's not the name of the card. Uh-huh. Imagine if one of the things you could get in a VIP booster was a, a Fervent Champion, but instead of being called Fervent Champion, it's called Javier Dominguez. Oh, and it's got an actual cool. photo of Javier Dominguez on it, signed by Javier Dominguez, and they're all individually numbered one of a hundred or two of a hundred, seven of a hundred. That would be so cool. Um, but it's still called Fervent Champion using the Godzilla technology. All art, Terramander with Alton Burchett. Yeah, totally, exactly. That would like, be awesome. You could you could reprint all the the old Invitational cards, but have it actually called Chris Pakula. Yeah. Um, with meddling mage as a subtitle. Yeah, and have like a. There's so know, much they can do with this. Have like a you know get like the the top eight or something and have like a random a token. You have a random top eight member as a token or something like that. Yeah. Literally, I keep we keep saying in these episodes, wizards just call us. We're, we're I know we're, we're right I'm, here. I'm on Twitter. My DMs are open. Slide right in. <laughs> just slide right in. That's a brave invitation to put on the internet. Only if you work for wizards. <laughs> I've I've just had my my Tibbles Rager, which is unusual. I don't normally do that. I normally leave that to Casey. 
mm-hmm. who is going to entertain your ears with whatever is... Is it one of our charity ragers this week? It is one of our charity ragers this week. All right. This is actually kind of a difficult one for me because... I did actually think this when I read it. I was like, oh, Casey's going to struggle. <laughs> struggle with this one. One of the, one of the risks with doing these uh, charity ragers is sometimes you get a... Um, a subject famously... that you don't necessarily agree with, but <laughs> I can't wait but okay. to see how this pans out. So, Kirsty, uh huh, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. We are currently on the 11th of August, uh-huh. recording this on the 11th of August. Yep. So, being being charitable, it might be a week before the the episode broadcasts. Sure. By the time this episode broadcasts. How many releases do you think there will have been for Magic so far since January first? Um, this is this isn't fair because I've spent quite a lot of this year like not sleeping and incapacitated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly can't remember what sets came out this year and what came out last year. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna say, I've, the number that's just popped in my head seems really high, but I'm gonna go with fifteen. I don't okay. think that's right. It's it's not right, but it's not far off. Oh, okay. So, not counting products that you can only buy from secretlayer.com. <laughs> okay. There Which have I been, forgot about. <laughs> there have been 12 releases so far this year. Sure. So in January we had Theros Beyond Death and uh-huh. a Deck Builders Toolkit. Uh-huh. In February we had Unsanctioned. Uh-huh. Then God, nothing. Was that just February? That was just February, yeah. Holy shit. Nothing in March and April. Uh-huh. Um, apart from reasons. COVID-19. COVID yeah, COVID-19. In <laughs> infect. May. Infect is bad. In, in, infect, yeah. We had Infect in March and April. In uh, May, we had Ecoria Layer Behemoths. Uh-huh. Commander 2020. Uh-huh. And Secretly Ultimate Edition. Uh-huh. In June, we had... Magic 2021, uh-huh. Signature Spellbook Chandra, yep. the Deck Builders Toolkit, yep. and Jumpstart. Uh-huh. And then in August, so far, <laughs> we've had Double Masters, yep. and by the time this episode's out, we'll have had Amonkhet remastered on Arena as well. Sure. So that's 12 separate releases so far that's in 2020. One, that's more than one a month. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's one a month for the whole year. <laughs> like we've still got um like Zendikar. Zendikar Rising, we've got Commander Legends, we've got um Commander's Arsenal Green or whatever it's called, Commander Collection Green. Uh-huh. We've got Zendikar Commander decks. Yeah. Um, and like you said, this isn't even counting the secret layers. This isn't counting the 14 separate secret layers we've had so far this year. Is that how many there's been? Yes. Yes, I counted. If you combine them, that's 26. Not counting secret layer April Fools, because it's not out yet. Wow, I'm exhausted just thinking about that, to be honest. I'm exhausted thinking about it. And it's like, I I was joking with someone the other day, because we were like, in the, uh, the EU North uh, Judge Discord. We've got a we've got a spoiler section, like a spoiler channel where we discuss spoilers. Yeah. And it's been non-stop since April. Like spoiler <laughs> season literally hasn't stopped <laughs> since April, because we had a Korea which went right into Commander Twenty Twenty, which basically went right into Magic Twenty Twenty One, which went right into Jumpstart. Which went right into Double Masters. But it's like... And we thought it was done. And then all of a sudden they went, oh, here's where you can find your Amonkhet remastered spoilers. It's like, they, they've, they, so like they'll, they'll kind of spoil a set. And, you know, you, back in the day, back in the day, you would have like, the spoilers would come out and then you'd have like pre-release and you'd be like, fuck yeah, new set, pre-release. You know, release day, game day. Yeah. Banging, whatever. Um... But now it's like they release they release all the spoilers for a set, and then before it's even been the pre or when the pre release should be for that set, they've started spoiling another they've started set. Spoiling the next it's set. like it's like can you just can we at least get like pre release out the way? We, we had a Zendikar Rising preview event 
when they told us what planeswalkers were going to be in Zendikar Rising in the middle of Double Masters spoiler season. <laughs> I can't, I can't cope. I can't cope, Kirsty. When does spoiler season stop? You know, I, I kind of, I kind of understand because like they want, they want people to kind of still be hyped about magic. Like even though the pandemic's on and you can't go to your LGS or whatever, but it's like, please, I just want to be excited about a set yeah. and know what's in it without having to sit and try and untangle, like what if I think of a particular card. Which set it's going to be in? Yeah, Mythic Spoiler. <laughs> the people at Mythic Spoiler must just be sitting there, like the, the poor people at Scryfall and Mythic Spoiler. <laughs> Bloodied fingertips. Like, I know. They haven't like, slept since March. Amonkhet remastered spoilers finish tomorrow, and we've got like two and a half weeks. And then Zendikar Rising spoilers start. I'm not even joking. And in the middle of that two and a half weeks, they'll probably announce what the next set after Zendikar Rising's going to be, and then spoil something from it. Oh, probably, that yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. They'll accidentally put the whole thing up on a read. Oh, Pioneer Masters! I forgot about Pioneer Masters! That's What's coming out pa- before the end of the year as well. What's Pioneer Masters? I've never heard of this. It's another arena-only set. Oh, it's like okay. a master set, but just for Arena. Because um, they want to try and get Pioneer on Arena as soon as possible. That would be that, that would be really good. Yeah. But, but it's another set before the oh, end of the year. I'm so tired. <laughs> and there's, 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 there's so many cards. I just, I yeah, like, I just can't. I can't keep up. I can't keep it's up. It's too much. There's too much stuff. I kind of I kind of understand that they want to push their product and get people excited. But I honestly think I would be more hyped if they just did it like the way they used to do it, where it's like, okay, here's a set, here's the full spoiler, now it's play release weekend, blah 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 blah. Rather than like it's like they, they release the spoiler and before you have the pre release weekend there's they're yeah. build hype for something else and it's like no I just I wanna I wanna I wanna be hyped about I wanna enjoy this set before I start thinking about the next set. I wanna be yeah. I wanna be like hype about what's happening right now. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like if you're if you're not breathless with excitement constantly. Oh shit! They're counting that as a they're counting that as a massive L. What? I just realised I forgot Mystery Booster Retail Edition on my list. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is really bad. New sets are popping up <laughs> while we're recording I know. this round. But how new sets keep popping up? <laughs> so it's actually thirteen products so far this year. Because there's mystery booster retail edition, and that's not account. That's not counting like the VIP editions of all the sets, nope. which have different like all art cards and stuff yep. like that, which they're also trying to like build hype for. I've aged about ten years just recording this segment of the podcast. I I already have too many cards. Like my bedroom is full of trading cards. Yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna put all the cards from all these fucking sets. There's no room. My house is full. It's already... I need a bigger house. This is the only solution. Wizards of the Coast need to hire me to sort out their VIP booster experience, and then I can afford to buy a bigger house. Can I help? Because I too could use a bigger house. Yes. I'm currently right. I'm sitting in my spare room, which is where all the board games are and all the magic. We have like a little alcove bit in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like a, it's kind of like a cupboard, but there's no door in it, which we're going to need to sort. But it's like a little alcove bit in the wall, and it's where like, all the all the board games are on the top shelf, and then on the, the shelf underneath it's like our cube, and all the folders with all the cards in it, and, and stuff like that, and all the sort of magic paraphernalias in there. Mm-hmm. And the PC's in here as well, and it's just... But also in here is like the baby stuff, and with the, the, the cot and that, because we literally don't have room to... Right. To put the baby anywhere other than the room with the magic stuff. Yeah. Like she's gonna have to share the room with her board games and the magic cards. Please, please, Wizards of the Coast. I want my baby to. I don't want my baby to grow up in her first door to be like turn one brainstorm or something. <laughs> please, I don't want her to look at a picture of a lightning bolt and say, "Mummy." I mean, I actually do that because fuck. <laughs> I really want that to happen. Now that we've uh, now that we've exhausted ourselves thinking about time and its inevitable passing, are you ready to play a game, Casey? I am ready. We're going to play Shite or Delight. It's a game where one of us will read out a list of topics and the other one will rate them Shite or a Delight. Yeah. It's the easiest way to find out our opinion on stuff. I have a list here for Casey. Are you ready to rate some stuff, Casey? I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Set boosters. Delight. My baby. 
absolute delight I met her for the first time. Oh my god, I saw Casey for the first time since like probably like fucking January or something. Yeah. The the other day. It was so good. It was so good. It's so good. I missed you, Casey. Uh to Fairy Time Raveler. Shite. Double Masters. Delight. Jumpstar. Delight. Summer nearly being over. Shite. But also Summer... delight. Oh totally. Summer lasting about six years. Shite. <laughs> the Antiques Roadshow. Delight. The new Thought Seas art that's in Double Masters. Delight. Really? Yeah. It's my least favourite. Okay. I like it. <laughs> it's just, I said, oh, it's just not that interesting. It doesn't look like a black card for some reason. Uh, being hired by, have you seen the, um, the fucking brainstorm art though? Yes. How nice is that? So nice. Uh, being, so nice. Being hi- hired by Wizards of the Coast and buying a bigger house. Delight. 2021, having 16 set releases a month. Shite. <laughs> Winning a pro tour and having the shirt ripped off your back by Rich Hagan. Shite. <laughs> I mean, you get to win a player's tour, right? I know, I know. But then Rich Hagen comes and, like, sells your shirt. Disrobes you. Dis- <laughs> I don't want to be disrobed by Rich Hagen. I love you, Rich, but no. <laughs> Casey, if people want to find you on the internet to talk to you about um, storage hunters and their favourite episodes... Where can they do such a thing? They can find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash purplesnap uh, or they can find me on the uh, Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas and you'll also be able to find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Scourge Divas where there's there's going to be some more, a lot more constructed content in coming weeks. Um... We're going to be playing a lot more Legacy and Vintage on stream, so look forward to that. Join me slinging some really old cards on Magic Online. Also, I um, recently downloaded Fall Guys, and I've gathered... Oh, we'll be playing that as well. Yeah, I think we're we're hopefully both going to be playing Fall Guys, because it's so stupid. I love it. It's so good. I'm really bad at it. I love it so much. I'm I'm not good, but it's it's amazing. It's so good. awful at it, but it's really funny. The only thing I would, like, the, if you have never played Fall Guys, it's basically um like Jelly Beans playing Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. Slash like Total Wipeout. It's really good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyWarStartist or on Instagram at HeyWarStartist. I also pick up the Scourge Divas Twitter. You can email us at scourge.divas at gmail.com or find me in the uh, in the channel chat of the, the Twitch channel where Casey's streaming. Um, we're also in the process of setting up a Patreon account. I just got totally distracted, Casey, because I have my, my Twitter feed open because I was checking something and the Tom Holland umbrella video was actually playing on my Twitter feed right now. Oh, amazing. Outstanding. Yeah, so stay tuned and you'll get our, our, our Patreon details when we, when we finalised it. Uh, we will see you next week for probably a fucking Zendikar Rising full spoiler review. Probably. <laughs> see you then. Goodbye. Bye.